0: hello and welcome to episode 193 all about the lego lord of the rings video game being the 193rd part of that's what i'm talking about My name is Mary Clay. If that's too complicated for you, just call me MC. I've been experiencing the world of Tolkien for the first time, and right now I'm doing just whatever I want to, including playing the Lego Lord of the Rings video game. Today, I'm joined by Sarah and Lily of the Fiction Fans, not fan fiction as i almost said multiple times when i was writing this down so that i would specifically say fiction fans podcast welcome hello thank, thank you. you for having us we did do that on purpose by the yes. way yes no it's <laughs> yeah. great no it's it's a wonderful i mean like As the host of "That's What I'm Talking About," you know I love a good play on words, Mm -hmm. so I think it was really excellently done. Um, And I love that. So I've been doing this podcast now for like almost four years, and I'm like, surely I've combed the edges of the internet for anyone who would want to talk to me about about Lord of the Rings. But I love that I still keep (laughs) finding people to talk to. So I'm glad I like stumbled upon. Uh, I think it was like your Twitter profile at first. I was like, oh, that sounds like a fun podcast. So <laughs> glad to have you here. Uh, would you guys like to tell me and the listeners a little bit about your history with Lord of the Rings and Tolkien? How how did you get into it? Are you book readers? Are you movie watchers? What's your scope of enjoyment with Lord of the Rings like?
1: Uh, so I'm Sarah. And um, my father gave me a copy of The Hobbit when I was like, I want to say around seven-ish, mm-hmm. six, six or seven. And I absolutely refused to read it. I was like, <laughs> nope, you want me to read this, so I'm not going to. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and then finally, like a couple of years later, I really, um, I did read it. Uh, I was sick and I wanted something to read and I loved it. Uh, but I never picked up the books until the first movie came out. Mm-hmm. Um and so once the movie came out, I read all the books, devoured everything I could get my hands on, and I've been a Tolkien fan ever since.
0: That's wonderful. Um I have been uh I've been babysitting this one family for several years and the daughter is very like smart precocious and she is probably about the age you were when you finally gave in and picked up the hobbit um (laughs) and so she she asked me the last time I was over she was like I just started reading the hobbit do you know anything about it and I was like well (laughs) let me tell you um so that's like such a really fun age to go into it and then you're totally not wrong to not have any interest in the Lord of the Rings books until the movies because those are daunting books to read. So they they are
1: I mean, like I loved them. And I was reading some pretty uh, big books uh, before then. So I don't really know why I didn't pick them up until the movies came out. Probably again, because my father really wanted me to read them.
2: (laughs) Yeah, love it. (laughs) Lily, what about you? So my family would listen to the audiobooks on road trips. So I heard the series several times. Um, they're kind of hard to follow until you see the movies, especially for a kid. There's so many characters.
0: Yeah, and especially <laughs> um, in audiobook form, too, if you're, like, doing something else while you're listening, you know, or, and especially, like, as a kid on road trips, you're, like, looking out the window and you're, like, you know, daydreaming and stuff. And that can be very hard to follow. You're totally right.
2: <laughs> so once the movies came out and I watched them, or I guess the... the Two Towers was the first movie I saw, which is a silly place to start. Um, (laughs) I went and I read the books myself like with actual physical copies. And I feel like at that point, I must have been in Mm -hmm. middle school maybe. That's when I finally actually was like, oh, I understand what's going on Mm -hmm. now. (laughs) Um, I've read The Silmarillion twice, so not enough to, again, actually remember anything from it
0: you have read it more than I have. So I've read it one time and it's going to stay that way. So <laughs> you have read it more than I, and that is a noble effort.
1: I reread the Silmarillion uh, early this year, late last year, but
0: don't ask me anything about it. Cause I just could not tell you anything. Yeah. <laughs> nope. Yeah. That, that I, I remember very little and I read it within, yeah, within the past year. Uh, and I remember very little of it. So, <laughs> um, Now it's funny you say that, you you consider it strange to start with the Two Towers movie. Because a uh, friend of the pod and a frequent guest, uh, Christina Kahn, has said that her first exposure to Lord of the Rings ever was she went on a date in middle school to Two Towers. Wow. <laughs> and the guy she was with, I believe it was also like, uh, like his friend was with them as well. And they were just like making jokes throughout the whole thing and like making her laugh. And that was the first time she ever <laughs> exposed to Lord of the Rings was Two Towers, the movie. So and also probably in middle school. So <laughs> it's not that, you know, rare of a an experience as you might think.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, especially for our generation, I was a little too young for fellowship for the movie when it came out. My parents didn't mind me reading the books, but they were like, this is too much for you, small child. <laughs> but when Two Towers came out, I was mm-hmm. finally old enough to see them.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I definitely... And that's why I'm kind of worried about this uh, kid that I babysit, because she she loves reading the book and then watching the movie um, kind of annoyingly. And I'm like, you're nine years old, like, <laughs> stop pointing out every time that something is different in the movie than in the book. <laughs> um but anyway, I'm 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 worried cuz I'm like I don't want you to read the Hobbit and then watch the Hobbit trilogy and those are like obviously wildly different from the Lord of the Rings movies and like I think it'll be a while before she can like get to an age where um, Maybe, like, it's more appropriate for her to watch and appreciate rather than just, like, compare and contrast. And then also, like, the scary images, like <laughs> the spiders and orcs and stuff. I'm sure that could be, like, terrifying for, you know young ages and stuff
2: yeah i still remember our older cousins sarah and i are cousins uh <laughs> when i when i did finally watch the movie the first movie they covered my eyes for when bilbo like goes for the ring
0: yeah <laughs> they They're really? like no 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 <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it's really funny you say that because the kid I babysit does the same thing for her little brother whenever we're watching so a movie sweet. and there's like a scary thing coming up and she'll go over and cover his eyes. <laughs> um, that's so cute to hear about like kids having that um, empathy for younger children to be like, it's too <laughs> scary, close your eyes. Um, and then do you guys have any uh, experience or memories with the Lego Lord of the Rings game or Lego games in general? Did you ever play them or did your friends ever play them or were you like, nope, I never got into video games? I played with Legos a lot, but I
1: never uh, played the video games. So watching the playthrough, um in preparation for this episode was my first exposure. It was great. <laughs> I was, I I actually I um tried to look and see if I could get a copy of uh the Lego Lord of the Rings mm-hmm. to play it myself, um, but I didn't see it on the PlayStation um shop. So I was very sad. They have the Hobbit, but not Lego Lord yeah, of the Rings. Yeah.
0: So very sadly and randomly, um, a couple years ago, they took Lord of the Rings like off of their official list of lego games and they were saying like we're no longer producing this game and then recently like within the past year they like added it back to their list of like games that i don't i don't know that they're like proud of sharing and then the hobbit games as i understand they never finished them (laughs) that they just made i think either one or two of them um rather than The Lord of the Rings game, they just did it, you know, all in one go in one game, Um, which they, again, just like the Hobbit movies, they should have just... (laughs) done the video game in one game what is
2: with adaptations and stretching the hobbit out way longer than it needs to be
0: yeah yeah <laughs> although i do appreciate that they were like you know what we're not going to finish this one <laughs> the the video game company um yeah they're they were like you know what let's just cut our losses <laughs> we don't need to finish this no one's mm-hmm. chomping at the bit to play the hobbit um what's the battle of five armies the lego game um <laughs> But I am hoping. Uh, we were talking on the previous episode that we would love it if Nintendo did like a, a re-release of Lego Lord of the Rings for some of the like newer systems, because currently it's like pretty outdated systems only that you can play them on. I've been playing it on my Wii, and every time I turn it on, it's just like chugging along, <laughs>
2: <laughs> doing its best. Um,
0: Lily, how about you? <laughs> um,
2: I never played the Lego Lord of the Rings games. Um, there have been several Lord of the Rings video games. <laughs> yes.
0: I was super overwhelmed when I was like, Oh, what what if I could, you know, start covering the video games? What video games are out there? And then I was like, Oh my god, there's like a lot <laughs> mm-hmm.
2: I'm I'm actually halfway through a replay of Shadow of Mordor right now, which is a very different vibe. Yes. Than Lego Lord of the Rings. Yes.
0: <laughs> um yeah, uh, I am hoping to also cover Shadow of Mordor. And there's a very good chance that I will go from straight from Lego Lord of the Rings to Shadow of Mordor. So you are very correct. They're very different vibes. Um, yes. <laughs> but um I've heard like really great things about Shadow of Mordor and I'm also, I'm a sucker for an open world game. So Mm. when I heard it was open world, I'm like, I'm there. I can't wait. All right. So let's dive in. We left the game last week. They had, uh, the fellowship had just left Moria, RIP Gandalf, very sad, um, We start off, uh, I think it starts with a scene in Isengard where we see, we kind of like check in with Saruman and we see him, you know, like making the orcs and stuff. It's like not super scary, you know, because it's meant to be, you know, this like kids game and stuff. Um, And as I'm sure you guys saw in a lot of the videos, the Lego games do, uh, I think they do like a pretty good job of adding like little bits of levity to make. Something kind of serious, very fun for for kids to enjoy and adults because I'm an adult and I enjoyed it. So, <laughs> and then we go to Rivendell and it like completely skips over anything important that happens in Rivendell. <laughs> and I was actually it, surprised by how short this like the time in Rivendell was. Yeah, yeah. So the gang appears, the Fellowship. <laughs> <laughs> the Fellowship appears, and Galadriel and Celeborn are just, like, hanging out, lounging on, um, what are those, like, lounging couches called? Whatever those are called. I think they're um, lounging couches.
2: I think you nailed it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and then, uh, they're, they're, like, sipping tea and stuff, and then they realize that the Fellowship is there, and they, like, jump up, and they're like, oh, my God. Um, Galadriel gives her little speech about, um, like you know, the the fate of the world sits on the edge of a knife and then, like, very, like, pointed looks at Boromir and Boromir is, like, standing there nervously.
2: (laughs) Who, me? Uh, Yeah,
0: (laughs) me? No, I would never. (laughs) What are you talking about? Then it cuts, like, to the next morning and it shows them, like, getting some of the gifts and then they leave and that's it. (laughs) Yeah, it was very... I mean, like, I don't know what else we would have played, but it would have been fun to maybe just have this be a level where like, there's maybe not like an action scene where you're fighting a bad guy or something, but like, go explore, you know, like, I'd love to jump around the trees and like unlock puzzles. And, you know, um, yeah, like, I think I think that would have been really fun. And they were like, Maybe we just don't touch Rivendell because then we'll be here forever.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think it would have been really fun to explore. But also, like, there's that scene where Galadriel and Frodo are talking, and he looks in uh, her mirror. Yeah, the um, mirror. Mm-hmm. And so, like, I feel like you could have included that.
0: Yeah, it is. Uh, in like this version of events, it is very random. Of like, why are they coming here for help? Like, what? Like, what was accomplished in this? you know, what was the point of them coming here? Um, was it just to get these, you know, cloaks and swords and whatever? Oh my and super sad. I thought for sure there would be a joke about the lame bus bread Um because uh, it's, you know, it's a Lego game. And so they love those little jokey moments. And I thought there would be something about like, here's lame boss. And then the, the scene with Mary and Pippin where Legolas is like, <laughs> one bite is enough to sustain a man for four days. And then Mary's like, how many did you eat, Pip? And he's like, four. <laughs> I was surprised.
2: So uh, watching the playthrough, there, all of the audio is directly from the movies, which yes. was fun. Um, but I think I've seen the movies too many times because every time they would, like, jump from one piece of dialogue, and mm-hmm. was like, no, you skip stuff. <laughs>
0: like- yeah, yeah, they did a lot of um, editing around to, like, mm-hmm. make it to shorten things up or to, like, they, like, took one piece of dialogue and inserted it into, like, a completely different scene and stuff to, to make it work for the Lego game. Yeah, you guys have the pleasure of of discussing this game because it was one of the first that the Lego video games started using the dialogue from the movies up until, uh, I think this is something they do now with their newer games. Whereas the, the, older games in the first couple the first games that they were doing it was just like vague like mumbling and being like uh, 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 just like I don't know what else to say other than like Lego noises <laughs> and like gesturing and lots of like I don't know like miming kind of kind of things um, kind, kind of like sim noises yes yes exactly yeah let's see so that's simlish so I guess this would be like leg legish. <laughs> <laughs> Good. Um, yeah, so uh, this game is very fun because you get to essentially, you know, like, watch Lord of the Rings, but just different. <laughs> yeah, silly had,
2: little Lego people. Exactly. <laughs> I
0: had
1: I had not been expecting uh, to actually hear mm-hmm. the dialogue from the videos.
0: It was a nice surprise. Yeah. So yeah, they leave Rivendell. See you, Gladriel. <laughs> um, there's this really brief moment and it happens several times in the game and it's really annoying where like you have like three seconds of gameplay and then it cuts to another scene and in between these cutscenes there are these like long load screens and so you're just like just like you could have just cut that part out where we row the boat down the Anduin for five seconds like we didn't need to do that we cut to everyone hanging out on like the beach or the shore and they realize Frodo's gone. The Lego games did Boromir really Really dirty. <laughs> and I am saying this as someone who this may offend y'all, um, but I am not a Boromir apologist. Like, I hate Boromir. He annoyed <laughs> me when I was reading the books. I, his character in the movies, like, I mean, Nothing against Sean Bean, but, like, he's just so hard for me to take seriously. You were glad that he was only in one movie. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, um, for me to say they really did him dirty is a lot. Um, I feel like they really made him, like, super aggressive. (laughs) So you have a little scene where you have to play as Frodo, and he has the ring on, and he is, um... You have to go through and you have to do all these things that, like, distract Boromir and make him think that, like, oh, a noise is coming from over there. That's probably where Frodo is. Let me go attack him. And, like, the whole time you're playing this, Boromir is, and again, like, because it's using the movie dialogue, it's Sean Bean's voice, you know, Sean Bean going, like, give it to me, like, Frodo. And it's like, oh, my God, like, this is (laughs) intense.
2: Like, in in the movie, it feels more like a brief moment. Oh, yeah. Of... of like mania that Mm Boromir has but extending it out over that time really changes the uh the tone of that
0: interaction and if you accidentally like bump into him or get too close to him um he'll like grab you and like shake you and you have to like try to get away and it's like this is terrifying (laughs) um but just like we were saying that it's kind of shocking that there's nothing to play through in Rivendell and it just totally glosses over Rivendell. Um, And yet we're playing this scene. I I really wish it would have been the reverse where like you go and play around a bit in Rivendell. If you wanted some kind of like an action sequence, there maybe could be something with the mirror of Galadriel where like a, I don't know, like a shadow or something comes out of the mirror and then you have to fight that, you know, who knows. And then like you're playing this where I would have rather this just been like a quick cut scene where it's like. It was really long. Yeah. (laughs) Like
1: it it went on for a long time. Mm -hmm. And you were also like, I felt really bad for Boromir because you hit him with a lot of stuff.
0: Yeah. And I'm like, <laughs> how is Boromir still alive? I thought he was dying later, not now. It's it's really funny you say that because I was initially confused when it cuts from like the scene is playing and then, oh, okay, I'm playing now. Like This is where the game comes in. I was initially like am I trying to kill Boromir because the first couple of things that you do there's like one point where you like knock over a tree and it like is really close and I'm like are we trying to kill Boromir like is that our goal here playing this level like I think
1: at one point you hit a statue and the statue actually literally falls on him yeah
0: (laughs) it's so mean to Boromir are we trying to kill him It low-key looks like we're just trying to kill him right now. What is the goal here? Once you get through that part, you switch to playing as what I think is, like, the best part of the game. Honestly, cut out all the other characters and the rest of the story. I just want to play a game with Aragorn, Gimli, and Legolas, like, that, that I, in my notes, I said, this is elite. Getting to play, like, as this trio is excellent. Um... And this level is where they're like on the shore and now they're like trying to follow where Frodo has been and figure out where he is. Um, They do a good job of uh, there are in the Lego games, there are certain things that only certain characters can do. So you have to constantly switch between them where it's like, okay, you came across this block that only Gimli can break with his axe and. Legolas has to shoot this thing, or this is up really high and Legolas has to jump up here. And sometimes you play a level and it's like, I've literally just been playing as Sam this whole time. Like Frodo has done nothing. Um, And then uh, there was this level where I felt like it was a good balance of like using all of the characters that you're supposed to be switching between. And then we are introduced to Aragorn's tracking ability, where he picks up something and then like a dog... He crawls around. Yeah, like picks up the scent and follows it around. And eventually, like when you get close to the area that you're supposed to find, he'll get down on his hands and knees and then he'll dig. I was like this is so feral like why <laughs> did they make this uh, like it's cool to have him like track something you know like that makes sense for his character but yeah just like the crawling around on his hands and knees like a dog I was like this is weird. <laughs> yeah the some of the choices in this game are definitely choices. <laughs> yeah yeah they catch up with Frodo and you know have the scene where Aragorn's like, and again, it gives you this like weird whiplash where it's like, I'm watching a Lego game. It's very silly. You know, Aragorn was just like digging through the dirt with his hands. And then you have this scene where the dialogue from the movie comes in and Aragorn goes, I would have gone with you to the very fires of Mordor. And it's like, oh my God. (laughs) Then the orcs come in and you, you know, fight with them. And then eventually you switch to playing as. Uh, Mary and Pippin, and you're playing alongside Boromir. And this part is kind of s- starts getting sad because Boromir starts moving slower and slower because, um, uh, oh. these games, um, follow it's like a rule of three where, like, you have to go up and, like, do a you do like a sequence of events where like you kill five orcs and then you have to jump up and hit the main orc and then it like knocks a heart off of him and then you have to do that like two more times um and so each time you like kill you like hit the main orc uh he shoots Boromir with something else and so he's like slowly moving and then there are orcs attacking um and so then you have to play as either Merry or Pippin and like Defend Boromir as these orcs are coming in and like attacking him. Very fun though they, which like I'm saying in this scene, whatever. Um, <laughs> so first he is shot with an arrow, and I think I think it, it makes kind of like a little like suction cup kind of noise, like a like if like a toy bow and arrow, and then he's shot with a broom or or makes like sense. a mop or something, <laughs> yeah, um, and then a banana. <laughs> When you get to the cutscene, um, where in the movie, you know, Boromir's on his knees, he has the arrows out of his chest, the orc is about to deal the killing blow, and then Aragorn shows up, and the Lego game version, he the orc is... Going to take him out with a chicken. He has strung a chicken into the bow and arrow, and as he's pulling the chicken back with the bowstring, it lays an egg. Um, and then Aragorn comes in, um, and you know saves him. This was the the first time
1: I realized just how
0: ridiculous this Mm -hmm. game
1: was because up until now it had been like there had been a lot of humor, but it's I don't want to say understated because it's not understated. But it's not quite as like ridiculous as yeah. this scene, and then this scene just is all over the place in terms of what kills Boromir or what they're they're attempting to kill Boromir yes. with.
0: Yes, yeah, definitely the developers trying to make what is a very like sad, serious, um, for younger children like scary moment in the movies and turning it into something that like. Is silly as silly as it can be when you're killing off a character you know aragorn show he like holds up um like a lego instruction page um and is like shrugging and is like i can't heal you. like i don't have the instruction manual to heal you or something then when boromir you know but again they give like the same dialogue in the movie where it's like my what does he say like my captain my king my brother all that stuff, something like that and when he dies it cuts back to him and he has x's over his eyes
2: (laughs) it's very jarring but almost in a Mm. like more enjoyable way having that like very you know intense dialogue but it's little lego people saying it and then having these like ridiculous visual gags during a very like heartbreaking moment it's uh it really punches up the absurdity to a, to a degree that I think just a chicken laying an egg wouldn't hit as, as
0: hard. As hard, yeah. You have to have the banana. You have yeah. to have, you know, the instruction manual. You have to have, like, the X's over the I's. Yeah, it all kind of, like, works together. <laughs> like, just one, not enough, but you got to kind of go over the top with it to to make it be kind of, like, self-aware, where, like, the game developers are like, we know how stupid this is. That's the point. <laughs> yeah. Sam and Frodo reunite, um, and they, you know, sail off into the sunset. And then, truly unhinged, uh, we see Boromir floating down the river in his in the boat, and he like gets stuck on the top of the waterfall. And Gimli throws a rock at it, and then you see the boat like bounce down <laughs> the waterfall. <laughs> also, Gimli is so sad about Boromir. Yeah, he's crying. Yeah, it's very sad. And then the credits roll. And I was so, I was so confused. I was so, uh, I was like, is that the end of the game? (laughs) Is that the end of the game? No. I was like, have I like woefully misunderstood what is covered in this game? Because going into it, I was like, yeah, it it says Lego Lord of the Rings. If it was just Fellowship of the Ring, it would say Fellowship of the Ring. So if it says Lord of the Rings, I'm sure it covers the whole trilogy. And then the credits roll at the end of this level. And I was like, oh, my God, I've made a terrible mistake because like <laughs> I was thinking we're like, Last week, I was like, I I made this episode and I was like, if I had known this whole game was just Fellowship of the Ring, I would have made like, like I would have like divided things up differently. Like I would have covered. I was like, I've made a terrible mistake. This is awful. And then like, it's it like starts the next level. And I was like, oh, my God, thank you. (laughs) (laughs) I was just like so panicked. I was like that. That's the end. I was doing like a TikTok live live. While I was playing this and someone in the comments said that they have um, the credits roll in between each quote unquote movie because they had like different teams working on different parts. And so like, you know, they're not the, the credits for the whole thing would be different versus like per movie. So I was like, OK, that makes sense. I get it. So
2: out of curiosity, was it the movie credits or the games credits?
0: That it was we're the <laughs> yeah, it was the game credits. Yeah, okay. if it was the movie credits. <laughs> I think it would have been a lot longer. but it was still definitely like i was like the credits are playing that only happens at the end of a game right what is this the end (laughs) of the game (laughs) it it is kind of a weird decision to do that
1: um in the middle of the game and not just have credits like all of the credits Mm -hmm. at the very end even if it was different teams who worked on the different like parts of the game
0: yeah i guess they wanted to I don't know. Maybe like try and divide up the the sections of the of the game to be like these are the different movies, you know, rather than like don't we don't want it misconstrued that there was just one Lord of the Rings movie or I, I don't know.
1: So <laughs> I mean, it does it does simulate the movie
0: experience. Yeah, there you go.
2: Yeah, I kind of love it. Talk about defying uh, expectations. <laughs> Lego Lego Lord of the Rings avant garde art.
0: Yes. Oh my gosh. Absolutely. So Two Towers kicks off. Frodo and Sam are, you know, traveling together. He has a the nightmare um, and we go back to playing as Gandalf versus the Balrog. This scene is like on top of the the mountain that I think is this, I can't remember like when this part is described in the movie, if it's now or if it's when he's like talking to... Aragorn and Gimli later. But anyway, so yeah, you go up to the top of this mountain um, and fight the Balrog. Um, this is where we have this first encounter with one of the more frustrating parts of the Lego game. Um, sometimes throughout the levels, you knock stuff down and it gives you a bunch of Lego pieces and then you just press a button and it just magically forms into like a catapult <laughs> or something. Sometimes you come across these giant Lego pieces that look like a real, you know, a real life, you know, like a red or a yellow block, um, excuse me, brick. That's the correct term.
1: (laughs) Very appropriate to Middle Earth. (laughs) You expect to see those bricks in Middle
0: Earth all the time. (laughs) Um, And you have to arrange them in a certain way so that they form this like object that you then interact with. And in this case, it's a set of stairs. And there is like a little picture with instructions. I'm doing so much gesturing, which is useless because this is a podcast, (laughs) but whatever. Um, There is like a little picture with instructions directions nearby so you can reference like where each of the colored pieces are supposed to go but when you're doing this with like the motion control we we remote and and, like it's so it's so annoying and you're like no i didn't mean to put it there like i need to go here and you just end up like at least if if people play this game like i do you just like pile them up To a point where you can jump on them and then use them as stairs and, like, you don't actually do what it wants you to do.
2: (laughs) It's cool that that still works, though.
0: Yeah, yeah. It would be super frustrating if it, like, didn't let you jump on it until it was exactly right. I would never, I would probably have never advanced past this part of the game. (laughs) So yeah, then you climb up to the top and play as Gandalf, you fight the Balrog. You like charge his staff with lightning and then, you know, attack him. Then uh, you know, Frodo wakes up from his dream and you're playing as Sam and Frodo now. There's a little cutscene where Gollum is there and he like it's very weird and I'm like I don't understand what's happening, but whatever, he like builds this wall and then there's like a bunch of fish Uh, on top of it or like an empty basket with fish and you have to go around the level and collect these fish and throw them into the basket and I don't understand why that makes the wall go down I don't understand why they're trying to follow Gollum when it's like the opposite is what should be happening when I first saw that I thought that the fish
1: were going to be like you had to use them to tame Gollum or something Like, like taming a feral cat You know, like, you give him food. But it's literally just to bring the wall down, and it's very strange. Also, Gollum is the most uh, disturbing Lego figure
0: I have seen in this game. It's awful. And not, like, in a, like, you know, Gollum in the movies is disturbing and terrifying, but, like, in a really successful, like, CGI way, you know? Um, This is just, like, creepy beyond all reasons. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> um, but I guess, like, how else are you going to make a Gollum Lego figure, you know? Let me actually, let me look this up. Because surely there are Lego sets out there um, that have yeah. a Gollum. Oh, no, it, it's exactly like it is in the game. That's so creepy. That's terrifying. Like, it, it just, the proportions and the way that he's, like, curvy
1: and elongated is just nightmare fuel.
0: Yeah, yeah. And then there's something about his face. Like, the face... Then again, like, I mean, like, it's not anything wrong because, like, his eyes in the movies are enormous. So it's not like they... Did it. It's just like, yeah, it's just like a weird design choice. But I'm also not like a I'm not a Lego engineer. So I don't know how else they would have made Gollum out of Lego bricks. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, V creepy. Yes. You play as uh, Sam and Frodo now. Um, Sam has a new ability because he was given the elven rope in Rivendell. And so he can use that to like hook on to certain places and like climb up or swing around. And then Frodo uses the light of Galadriel to look in like dark caves and stuff that other characters can't go in really cool moment where i literally out loud was like that was so cool like i i'm so glad that like they put in this little extra detail so the level is uh, walking around in a circle on um i forget what there's an actual name for the place that they're in but you know that that like where i think Yeah, that's it. Yeah, the the location that they're in at the beginning of Two Towers and it's just like tons of rocks. And so the level you're like solving these puzzles and you're moving, you know, like you do in most video games, you know, left to right across the screen and then it loops around. And when you finish the loop for the first time, the dialogue comes in from the movie where they go like, this looks familiar. And then Frodo goes, that's because we've been here before. And I was like, that was a really cool detail that they were like, this is a small part from the movie of them like circling around, getting lost. Let's incorporate that into the level that you're playing. I think I've already come up this way, haven't I? This looks strangely familiar. Ah because we've been here before. Oh my- We're going in circles. Oh my God. Okay. That was brilliant. That was a really fun use of like movie dialogue. So yeah, then you, uh, yeah, once you collect all the fish, and the, you can then move on to the next part of the level. There's a cut scene with Frodo and Sam sleeping and Gollum sneaking up on them. Fro, uh, Sam is like cuddled up with a teddy bear whenever he sleeps. Um, it's very cute. And then uh, you have a fight scene with Gollum where you just have to, fi- again, you have to find fish and then you throw them at him. <laughs> and then he's on their side. <laughs> also a minor note, this level is called Taming Gollum. And not to be that person, but technically, in the this chapter in the book is called Taming Smeagol. So, just saying. <laughs> so, at this point, when you're playing, you can choose to continue playing as Sam and Frodo, or you can do what any sane person would do, and you can switch to playing as Aragorn and Gimli and Legolas, <laughs> um, which is what I did. But um, I do think it's a, a cool detail that they incorporated where, like, Technically, these stories are all happening at the same time, and these events are happening concurrently. So it doesn't affect the plot of the game if you were to continue playing Frodo and Sam's story, do you um, and then have... only jump over. Yeah, sorry. do you have? Do you have to go back, um, and
1: play both? Uh, I guess both game tracks in order to uh, progress the. Game.
0: I would assume so. I haven't gotten to a point where it hasn't let me switch over, where it's like you have to play as Sam and Frodo now. Mm. Um, But I would imagine if you only played as Sam and Frodo, or you only played as Aragorn and Legolas, that at some point it would stop you and be like, okay, now you got to go back in time to the beginning of Sam and Frodo's story.
2: Just like the books. Yeah, exactly (laughs)
0: like the book. (laughs) Yeah, super accurate. There's you're building catapults out of Legos. Uh you're getting shot with a banana just like the books. <laughs> I very distinctly remember reading that in the books. Mhm. It's a very uh influential scene in in Tolkien's writing. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like I said, like obviously I chose to switch over to Aragorn and Gimli and like I think also if you're a fan and you're playing this game, you know how the events happen in the movie. And so I think naturally you're going to want to do things as they progress in the movie, um, which is kind of like how I've been playing so you jump over and play as, again, this elite trio. And it immediately has the, it's a cut scene where they encounter the Rohirrim. And the Rohirrim are doing like a synchronized dance. They're circling uh, Aragorn, Legolas, and Gimli. But on their horses, they're doing this like synchronized dance with the horses. And like Rancing. jumping all It's <laughs> very silly and very random. And I'm like, Again, that's a choice. <laughs> just like you yes. said earlier, they make some choices. You know what yeah. choice? I'm
2: extremely surprised that they made. Uh, I was watching some of the cutscenes out of it, which is why I was like, "No, I just want to watch the movies." But, <laughs> but when we saw Saruman creating orcs, mm-hmm. we never—they don't just like assemble with the
0: piece. Wouldn't that make so much sense? They go in some kind of like washing machine. Yeah, oh, that would be such a that would be a real that that makes the most sense to have it be like you know assembling a let you know building yeah. a lego set and he's like <laughs> looking at an instruction mint. you're and like you so put the right. head on the
2: torso and you stick the little arms on i kept waiting for that to happen in that scene i'm sorry i know i just went back like a movie no, and a half good but <laughs> i was like what that's the obvious thing to do why are they not building a lego
0: <laughs> it's absolutely the obvious thing to do yeah. like Excellent point. Yeah. You should go work for Lego. Do you I know agree. that? You should go yeah. work for
2: Lego. <laughs> or maybe that's why they didn't. They were like, no, no, not random enough. We can't do what they expect us expect to us do. Expect us <laughs> to do. Yeah. We need more bananas.
0: Yes. You know what? They they watch Peter Jackson's trilogy and you're like, you know what was missing? Bananas. <laughs>
2: mhm. <laughs>
0: The Rohirrim tell them that they encountered some orcs and they're like, I mean, you can go check that pile of dead bodies up there, see if your friends are in there and we accidentally killed them, you know. Then the scene ends right at the moment where in the movie, Aragorn would kick the helmet and scream and obviously... the infamous moment of Vigo Mortensen breaking his toes in real time, but them using the take in the movie. And they cut that from this game. And I don't know if I can forgive Ugh. them for that. <laughs> Missed opportunity. <laughs> like it really, it truly was because there is a moment later where they did insert like a fan favorite moment when they easily could have like not done it. The Lego Lord of the Rings game came out in 2012. So it was a decade after, you know, the trilogy came out. So the developers had Plenty of knowledge of like what the fandom like favorite moments were and like, oh, my God, these are like these are the lines they love. These are the scenes they love. Um, Let's try and include them. And I think that, again, like I said, there's one part where I think they specifically did that knowing that the fans love it. But this part would have been really great if Aragorn goes over, kicks the helmet, and then because he's a Lego, his, like, Lego foot falls off. And then, like, he has to go and, like, pick it up and, like, pop it back on or something. Like, that would have been such a fun little uh moment for the fandom to be like, what? Like, they put the, the helmet kick and toe break into the Lego game. That would have been so fun.
2: That would have been awesome. I... I was also shocked that they didn't include the one does not simply walk into Mordor line.
0: Yeah, they had to cut all, down a lot of the Council <laughs> of Elrond.
2: Which I totally get, but you'd think they'd keep the memes. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs>
0: Being such a silly game, yes, you're correct. You would think they would keep the memes, especially because Sean Bean has gone on the record saying like, if my legacy is the one does not simply meme, then I've lived a good life. (laughs) (laughs) Again, this is a level that I wish I hadn't played. Like of the things that they choose to make a playable level versus a cutscene, you are playing as Aragorn, Gimli, and Legolas and you're like, Searching around the campsite and doing different, you know, events to unveil, 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 um, you know, information and find one of their wee belts. (laughs) Like when you uncover it, Gimli's dialogue comes in. Presumably sniffing around like a dog a lot. (laughs) Yeah. And then you use, again, Aragorn's feral tracking ability. Yeah, this is just a level that I was like, I don't think we needed to play as this. And there are other parts of the game that they choose to just show in a cutscene that I do wish were a playable moment. Um, So yeah, there is kind of like that disappointment. And I mean, you know, this game is is 10 years old now, so... I haven't I haven't played any more like recent Lego games. So I don't know if this is something that like as they make more games they get better about being like, this should be a cutscene versus this should be a, a playable level. Do you
1: know? I know that you had said um that this was one of the first Lego games where they used the actual dialogue from mm-hmm. the movies. Do you know how many Lego movie adaptation games they had had previous to this yeah um well, well, before this came oh, out before
0: it came out um yeah i i don't know off the top of my head um i just know that when i was like looking up you know like background information about this mm-hmm. this was oh the majority of the games before lego lord of the rings were just the like vague lego noises and gesturing and miming and then um this was like a really big feat for them because it's like hey we're gonna take dialogue from this like the award like record-breaking oscar-winning trilogy you know at the time record-breaking um so, yeah, I don't uh I don't know which was the first one. I think it might have been I think I saw somewhere that it might have been a a Batman movie um or movie, a Batman game possibly. Yeah, I'm I'm just thinking because if this was pretty early
1: on in their like adaptation journey, it would make sense that they uh didn't necessarily have a good feel for what you should turn into a cutscene versus what should be playable.
0: Mhm. Yeah, just... that's true. That could be possible.
1: But I have I have no idea. <laughs>
2: <laughs> from your descriptions it almost sounds like they're choosing moments that are less intense maybe because they're trying to keep it kid-friendly and they don't want to that's true yeah but yeah it's it like instead of going on this battlefield
0: day. and having to slaughter orcs we're just gonna mm-hmm. have you track <laughs> mary and Pippin <laughs> like a dog
2: <laughs> i don't know I, that's a good it point. feels like a less fun game to play though kids like fighting stuff they would have Yeah, and there to are, there it. are still
0: a fair <laughs> bit of like um okay. action sequences and stuff. So, I don't know, maybe they're like if we only select the action scenes to be the levels, then the only thing you're playing are battle scenes. Maybe they figured mm. that like you would just get tired only playing battles, you know? Um so maybe they tried to like balance it out by choosing stuff like this where it's like you're just looking for clues, you know? <laughs> um like the Scooby Doo gang. <laughs>
2: yeah.
0: Um so then it cut scenes to Merry and Pippin with the orcs and the Rohirrim showing up and they escape into Fangorn Forest. Um, then you start playing as Merry and Pippin um, and they are running away as, you know, one of the orcs keeps chasing them. Um, you know, I'm an adult playing this game, but the pure terror that I felt playing this level where like in any other level where you have an enemy like chasing you or like actively shooting at you or something. And like, there's this intense, you know, and it's also using the film score as well. And so like you're playing this and then like the Isengard theme is in the background. Like it's stressful, it's scary. And then you're in this level where I'm like, no, I just want to be able to go around and like find the puzzles and collect the coins and like all this stuff. Like I don't want to have to stress about this orc, shooting at me like i just want to play the game.
2: <laughs> All right, so my theory completely out of the out of the running.
0: <laughs> so uh then they cut scene to treebeard finding them and then you start playing as treebeard. This part was very fun because when you play as treebeard, you just like destroy everything and in a game where you're supposed to go around and hit everything and break everything because it gives you coins or it'll be like a puzzle that you start unlocking or something. Now to play as Treebeard where like all you have to do is walk and then like everything is destroyed all at once and you get so many coins and studs. Uh, uh, actually, I think in this game um, they're referred to as studs. So apologies lego fans out there um the studs that you collect um i was like this is fantastic it's great um there is one little moment where you can't play as tree beard because there's fire and it's like ants are afraid of fire and i'm like yeah no duh <laughs> and so then you have to play as one of the you have to switch to playing as one of the hobbits and then go and like put it out then it ends with a cut scene of Treebeard dropping Merry and Pippin off at the feet of the white wizard and we're like "Ooh, it's Saruman <laughs> <laughs> or dun, dun, is dun. it done <laughs> then uh we go you th- th- again you can continue you can choose to continue playing as Aragorn and Gimli, and them but I was like I'm pretty sure at this point in the movie we would cut back to Sam and Frodo so I should probably go play as them even mm. though they're again you guys might find this to be an unpopular or mean opinion but I could care less about the Frodo Sam plot of Lord of the Rings which is arguably the main <laughs> plot of Lord of the Rings
2: that's a hot take yeah
0: I mean I, uh, I do think
1: I do think that uh Legolas, Aragorn, and Gimli have more interesting things to do than Sam and Frodo who are just Going off trying to destroy the ring.
2: Be so sad I, and walk.
0: <laughs> yeah, be sad yeah. and walk. So I get it. <laughs> As evidenced by this level. So we start off with this cutscene where they're watching uh they make it to like the front gates of Mordor. Some pizza deliveries have arrived. And so, you know, Gollum is telling them like they have like such, you know, high security, all this stuff. And the pizza delivery guys are like. You know, whatever, and then this is uh, what I was referring to earlier, where they see the developers seem to have chosen to insert a fan favorite moment when they didn't necessarily need to. Here, um, one of the orcs says, "Looks like meat's back on the <laughs> menu, boys." When the pizzas arrive, <laughs> that's amazing. I love that. <laughs> it was so unexpected because you know that line happens in an earlier scene. And in the game, they glossed right over it. So I was like, oh, I guess I left that out, too. So it was a really pleasant surprise when I heard that orc saying, "Meats back on the menu.
2: Well, I do understand them cutting out the orc cannibalism. I can see that maybe not being great.
0: That's true. That's true. They're like, you know what? Let's have it refer to pepperoni pizza instead yeah. of orcs, <laughs> our fellow kin. Yeah. yeah.
1: What I forget <laughs> is Sam and Frodo have now watched pizza delivery to Mordor. Pizza guy gets to go right in. Why don't they decide? I'm yes. going to disguise myself
2: as a pizza.
1: <laughs> yeah, as a pizza delivery guy, bring in some pizza.
0: Meander my way over to you know volcano. Yes, Sarah, you have hit the nail on the head because this scene just opened up like ah, oh, this is just where I I wish I had like artistic abilities, like visual abilities, because I want so badly to draw out a scene where Frodo and Sam are sneaking into Mordor dressed as pizza delivery guys. <laughs> yes. Oh, that would be so magnificent. Oh, my God. It would be so funny But I guess, I don't know, they glad all chose to give them rope and a vial of pure light, not pizza delivery costumes. So... <laughs> And I guess where, would they, they where would they
1: get the pizzas? They probably would have eaten them all by now.
0: That's true. Yeah, Sam. Yeah, Sam has been carrying around you know the spices, um, in case they ever make a roast chicken. You know, so I think they would have eaten the pizzas definitely.
2: Or if they hadn't, and they've just been carrying around pizzas since the whole time, the <laughs> <laughs> like, coldest, oldest pizzas.
0: Absolutely disgusting. Mordor's
2: like, you can take that back. We don't want. <laughs>
0: But by that point, they've already gotten in, you know, so Mm -hmm. um, so if you're listening and you have artistic abilities, I would I would love it if you drew that out, like Sam and Frodo sneaking into Mordor dresses pizza delivery guys. You're and you're exactly right, Lily, with like fake mustaches and everything. (laughs) Oh, So great. So then uh, Gollum is like, it's okay, we can go through the dead marshes. I know a way. And this is the absolute worst level of any video game I think I've ever played in my life. (laughs) It's creating the similar frustration I felt reading this part of the book. Gollum scoots ahead and then like he'll stop on like a little island or something in the marshes and you have to follow his exact path. um, And if you fall off, you like fall into the swamp and die or whatever. And the whole time he's doing this, He's saying, you know, come on, is this way. Like, come on, hurry up. And it's every five seconds. Every five Ugh. seconds he is saying, come on, hobbitses, this way. Hurry up, hobbitses. And I'm like, I'm coming. I'm <laughs> getting there. I'm working on it, okay? I'm going to beat him with a frying pan. And then at some point... Fire will start spontaneously combusting, blocking the path, and then you have to use Sam has now acquired a bucket. This was previously Pippin's special ability and Moria, because he instead of knocking something into the well, he falls into the well and then he emerges with a bucket and like this is Pippin's <laughs> ability is he has a bucket. <laughs> um whereas like, you know, Legolas is like, I have a bow and arrow and I'm a highly trained elf and Pippin's like, I have a bucket.
2: That is pretty on brand for (laughs) Pippin. Yeah.
0: Um, Oh, actually, that does remind me, jumping like way back in the like orc battle and everything, he's fighting with a carrot. (laughs) Like that's his weapon. (laughs) It's this giant carrot, Um, presumably from Farmer Maggot's farm um, that like they were stealing at the very beginning. Again, I'm impressed that he still has that carrot. That and carrot, hasn't eaten yeah. It. And then, um, when he gets, uh, when they get carried away, the carrot's broken. It's so oh. sad. That's right. So Sam now has a bucket, and then you have to, you know, do sequences of events and solve a puzzle. In order to find a well or unveil a a well. And then you fill up the bucket with the water from the well to put out the fire. And then you can continue following Gollum. The logic here is nonsense because you're (laughs) in a swamp. I was gonna say, but but you, but no, you have to go to the well, and you can only use the well water to put these fires out. You're literally surrounded by water. You're surrounded by a marsh, and you can't fill up your bucket with that. Oh my god, I'm going to lose my mind. But then, if you fall off the path, you drown. And I'm like, why can we not use the (laughs) swamp water? This is absurd. This is absurd. It's special special fire that requires clean fresh water fresh water like and like i was also going to argue i'm like what is the what is fire doing in a swamp that makes no sense but i think in the movie i I might be remembering parts where like in the background like i you think can there's see like, like gouts fire. of stuff coming yeah. out yeah so like i'll give that a pass But it was the fact that like this whole scene you have Gollum every five seconds and his Gollum voice saying like this way Hobbit says hurry up. And then you're having to go find a well of water and put out these fires. Like the cherry on top is that as you're, you know, this, most of the time, most of the game you're playing this level, you're playing as Sam. And then Frodo is just kind of like trailing along. Sometimes, He'll, like, fall off the path, but, like, you're still playing as Sam. And then in the distance, in the background, you'll hear a scream from Frodo, and it's Elijah Wood's voice, like, from the no. movie. And so you hear, like, Elijah Wood screaming, like, a real terrified scream, followed by the Lego breaking sound effect. Why? You're not even... for frodo stop drowning signifying that frodo has just fallen off the path and has died <laughs> and and you're like buddy just just get on the path like just follow me like uh, and then you have to and like you switch to playing as frodo um and then sam falls up like so as you can tell i was absolutely frustrated to like i was at the end of my rope with this level and then you have to continue playing as a the black rider that's it a Black Rider shows up and you have to, again, you're still following along the path um, and then you have to like find a hiding place or you have to use the cloaks that they got um, to like turn invisible. You can use that, but not the one ring to turn invisible. I guess guess the one ring, putting the one ring on would immediately make the Black Rider know where he is. So I guess that makes sense. Anyway, that was another part of the level that went on entirely too long was hiding from the Black Rider. I thought it was going to be like, Three or four little, like you, f- like you find a way to jump from island to island and like you knock down a tree or whatever. I thought there would be like three or four of the, it, it, it was endless. It was endless. And like the Black Rider screeching, the terrifying music, I was just like, in this now, and in- take me out of this. I'm done. Yeah. It goes on for a surprisingly long time. Oh Which I, that- again, I, I guess is technically true to the book. <laughs>
2: They really want you to experience the hardships that Sam and Frodo went through.
0: I genuinely think they they like successfully recreated the fi- the vibes of, <laughs> of reading Sam and Frodo endless, endlessly like a hundred pages, just Sam and Frodo being like stressed and depressed. <laughs> That's my
2: band name: Stressed and
0: Depressed. Depressed, yeah. <laughs> You get out of the swamp, blessedly. Oh my God, praise Jesus. We're out of the swamp. <laughs> and then uh, they it's a cut scene and you see some oliphants and then you see some arrows and they're like, where are those arrows coming from? Then you start playing it. I couldn't tell if I was playing as Faramir or if I was just like one of his rangers or something, but you play as one of those guys and then you have to... Uh, you build a trampoline on the battlefield again, exactly like the books. Um, And then you have to jump up. You have to use the trampoline to jump up onto an Oliphant. And then you have to like kill the guys on top of the Oliphant. And then I think you, I think it's only two that you do it for, which is interesting because usually um I've I've said it's like three. So you do that. And then it's a cut scene to Faramir finding Sam and Frodo um and talking to them. And then the background Gollum is being chased um, by the other rangers, and like he keeps like cutting in and out. And then like finally, you see all of the rangers like dogpiling on top of Gollum and catching him. I don't know about you, that's one of my favorite comedic things: is when like a actual thing is happening like at the front of the scene, but then in the background, something completely absurd is happening. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, yeah, they learn of. It's like a very quick... You thought the Council of Elrond, like, condensed <laughs> and skipped over some things. Um, very, like, quick, like, getting getting to the plot points, like, immediately. Um, Faramir's like, oh, what's this? The one ring around your neck, <laughs> like, on this giant chain? Because it's a Lego, <laughs> you know? Um and they learn that Boromir has died and he was like and Faramir's like I'm his brother he's dead um and then a ranger comes up and is like we've just received word that there's an attack in Osgiliath and then Faramir goes the ring will go to Gondor and then they leave <laughs> very much this version makes Faramir you know what they, d- I mean, they did the same thing to Boromir. They really did Boromir dirty. They did the same thing to Faramir. Um, really made him dirty because, like, without all this additional context, um, even if you're looking at like theatrical versus extended edition of Two Towers, like, there's still like some nuances that you learn from Faramir, even without like this extended scene showing Boromir and Faramir. But like, this is just like, ha, the Ring. I'm going to Gondor. <laughs> Clearly, the developers just don't like Gondor. Mm. Mm. Yeah, you might be right there. So it really it saddens me to say that because Fa- Faramir's, uh, much like Boromir is my least favorite character, Faramir is my favorite character. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, so I'm very sad that they 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 did my boy like that. Um, well, but especially I understand,
2: considering that was just from the movie too, right? Because in the books, he was even sweeter about it. Oh,
0: in the books, he's a totally different person. In the <laughs> yeah. books, he's like, oh, you have the one ring and you're trying to destroy it? Dope. One, <laughs> like, Come stay in my like secret ranger hideout for a day. Rest, get some food. Just be careful because FYI, that thing killed my brother. <laughs> so, you know, it's evil. It should be destroyed. Dude, Absolutely. Like, oh, every
2: adaptation makes him like worse and worse. Do you think the novelization of the Lego Lord of the Rings game, he'll just be the big villain?
0: <laughs> oh, I hope not, man. He's, my, he's just my favorite boy because he he just has no ounce of like toxic masculinity in his body, um, which is just so unlike his father and brother. And this is a whole other entire episode. <laughs> but just, I mean, oh, man. There's still time
1: in the in the game for him to be redeemed. He could, yes, yeah, his character I no, could get better.
0: Yeah, I have no doubt that we'll still see like the same sequence of events. Interesting to see. Uh, I'll be interested to see how this Lego game that you know killed Boromir with a banana. Um interested to see what they do with Denethor. <laughs> hey yeah.
2: How do you make setting
0: yourself and your son on fire funny? <laughs> oh they'll just skip that part. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um I don't maybe he'll Denethor will just be like I'm leaving. Bye. <laughs> like he's just off, I don't know. So yeah, that is uh the the next part of Lego Lord of the Rings. It's so funny because at this point in the game, you're like two thirds of the way through Sam and Frodo's side of the story, but there's still so much more to happen with like <laughs> Aragorn and Gimli and Legolas. Um, uh, which again, is just so interesting because this level, it's not like I, a lot happened in this one level where they, it starts out with them at Mordor with the, the pizza delivery. <laughs> like that's how it starts. And then it ends with Faramir taking them to Gondor. So it's not like I, I kept playing through. Um, so it really like skips forward uh, on on their level a lot. It's, it felt like uh, it actually could have been two different levels,
1: especially yeah. because the other levels that we've seen have all been basically just like one extended scene. And this is kind of like you've got those uh, a bunch of those scene changes, um, different characters by the end. It really felt like it should have been two levels.
0: Yeah. Or... Cut the Dead Marshes part down by <laughs> at least 50%. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And I would be happy. Yeah, totally agree. Um, well, thank you both for joining me. Um, I I would recommend that you watch the rest of the Lego Lord of the Rings version of the movie. Um, I think so far it's proving to be very ridiculous and silly. Um, <laughs> so thank you for joining me to talk about this with the utmost of Sincerity. Um, where can people find you on the internet? Uh well, thank you for having us. This has been a delight.
1: Uh, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at fiction fans pod. Uh, you can find us on all podcast providers, um, fiction fans podcast. And you can email us fictionfanspod at gmail.com. Also, our website is fiction fans podcast. Fiction fans pod is that's our
0: that's our website, right, Lily? <laughs>
2: That's our website. Yeah, <laughs>
0: okay. you guys are blessed to have gotten like all of the correct like handles and everything, and like was, website name for for your podcast. <laughs> that was part of why we chose this name.
2: <laughs> well, part why available. we made the podcast because I was like, it's available everywhere. We need to do this.
0: <laughs> That's you know what? That's really true, listeners. If you're ever thinking about starting a podcast. First, look up what's available and then base your decisions exclusively around that. I think that's the, the first recommendation. <laughs> <laughs> that's What I'm Talking About's cover is by Vaishan Brandon. You can support him on Instagram at Vaishon Designs. You can get merch for That's What I'm Talking About by going to tpublic.com slash user slash talkingaboutpod. You can follow the podcast on social media at Talking About Pod. I highly recommend doing that because then you get some extra fun added content in between episodes, such as this year's April Fool's joke. I always like doing a little something something, and this year I released. Some amazing podcasts, honestly, that I should go ahead and produce, um, possibly my favorite of which being Two Doors, One Ranger, a frame-by-frame analysis of the best scene in cinematic history. Um, so if you want to enjoy extra fun stuff like that, go follow the podcast on social media or you can follow me on social media. I'm on Twitter at MCWhatsApp and also TikTok and Instagram at MC Down for what. If you want to support the podcast, you can become a patron. Go to patreon.com slash TolkienAboutPod and explore the different levels of support that are available, although I appreciate any level of support that you want to join. You can become a member of the 11s East tier and get access to bonus content such as my playthroughs of LEGO Lord of the Rings. I have been posting the videos from my TikTok live streams, which only get like, you know, one or two viewers. Um, And I know that not everyone is able to join, you know, in the moment as it's happening live. So I have posted the previous lives that I have done for people to enjoy on Patreon. And you get to see my first initial playthroughs and reactions and frustrations. (laughs) It's a lot of frustrations, okay? Okay. Maybe don't watch it if you're easily frustrated by someone getting frustrated, you know? Um, but I have a lot of fun playing this game, and you can see that firsthand if you join the 11sies tier. Or you can become a sponsor of the podcast like Christina. Christina, thank you for your support of the podcast. I hope you're enjoying these LEGO Lord of the Rings episodes. And I hope you're having a wonderful day. Well, again, thank you for joining me. Do you have any parting words for the audience? This was fun. Yeah,
2: this was (laughs) so much fun. I'm going to go eat a banana and watch Lord of
0: the Rings. (laughs) (laughs) And that's what I'm talking about.
1: Harris.